Okay, everybody. I have something really cool to tell you about. If you haven't heard yet about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain here. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will uh, distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one single place. Now, the way that you can do this is you got to download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm. And then you can get started. It's really fun. We just switched over recently here at All Too Real 2, and I'm enjoying it so far. So be sure to check it out and uh, let us know what you think. Hey everybody, welcome to the latest episode of All Too Real 2. My name is Michael E. Cullen II, and with me as always is... Is um, Matthew uh, Potato has gender neutral now, and that means that it's the end of all um, civilization. Uh, it's the end of the world as we know it. And I and feel... I... Fine. I feel fine. fine uh, Fiona? I don't know. <clears throat> don't be feeling Fiona without her permission, okay? I was no, I was, <laughs> no, I was trying to do like a gender name. <laughs> no, I, that sounded bad. Uh, I feel Fiona. No. no. Uh, I, that's not good. Uh, um. <clears throat> So, um, today on the, uh, show, we are covering the latest episode of WandaVision, um, which aired on February 26th, 2021. Um, it is, uh, entitled Previously On. It's the eighth episode. And, um, it was, uh, directed by Matt Shackman, who has directed every episode of the series. Um, it was written by Laura Donny or Dooney, D-O-N-N-E-Y, Donny, I guess, Donny, I don't know, whatever her name is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. Um, so, um, first off, I uh, just wanted to ask your initial thoughts of the episode, Matt. Oh man, I, I love this episode. This was my favorite, um, you know, episode five is, you know, probably one of my favorites, but this one is definitely my favorite episode so far of the, of the series, yeah. not season, because it's only, it's only a one season show and it was only intended to be a one season show to go directly into Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Yes. Um, 
which you know kind of makes it special in a sense because you know it's only meant to be one season, so you you know you get what you get, you know, and you cherish it. Yes. <clears throat> and then you you keep it in the, down in the cockles of your heart forever. Yeah. The sub I, the sub cockles of your heart, even. Yeah, I mean, and and, and not just the episode too, but like I've I've watched. I've watched every episode three times. That's pretty much the number I I go before we do the show. I just to get enough, um, yeah. Not just feel, not just like memory, but just like a sort of overall um, understanding of what happened throughout the episode. And um, you know, I wanted to watch this one more than three times actually, but um, I didn't have the chance um, to do it. But um, <clears throat> as I was watching this episode again earlier today. I was thinking that <clears throat> I honestly think uh, I I say this every time Marvel does a movie, or whatever, but like I think this time it's actually true. I think this is the best thing Marvel has ever come up with. Like throughout all the like even better than Endgame, I think. I think the show is literally the best. Like the MCU is like outdone itself. I don't know if they could even do better than this. To be honest, yeah. Um, you know, um, I yeah, really don't. Falcon I mean, and Winter Soldier has a lot to live up to, in my opinion. The thing is, that was that was supposed to come out first originally, um, but because of COVID and everything, I think it got pushed back or something. So yeah. WandaVision was actually supposed to follow this, but yeah. I don't know. Now, like you said, yeah, it, it's, it's got. I mean, I'll, I'll watch that too. But like, I, oh, I'm not. Course. I don't. Yeah. I'm, I don't think I'm going to like it. I mean, to be honest, I'm not. I like Falcon as a character, but like he, he wasn't really in the movies enough for me to kind of grow attached to him. If that makes any sense. So, well, then, like, but then seriously, actually, though, Vision and Wanda weren't either. True, but like, I might just like their powers better. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, don't, um, I don't know. Well, he doesn't even really have powers. He's just got a you know. A, a Who's that? Falcon. He just has a suit. <laughs> Yeah, he doesn't have any. Yeah, that's the thing too. Falcon yeah. doesn't even have the the um, super strength that um, Cap had. I like so I like I like Winter Soldier though. He's a good character. I mean, I, and, and I, I do like Falcon too. I mean, I think that, and I think basically what these shows are doing, especially if 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 this is any indication here, Wandavision, is that they are giving us more of a like maybe a, not a backstory per se, but somewhat, but a, a way of. Um, connecting with these characters more than we were able to in their small appearances in the movies. Right. Yeah, no, exactly. Cause that's, that's really cool. And, um, you know, and plus too, I just like Wanda because of her powers. I, I like the magical stuff and like, yeah, the mind stone. And plus two, um, I got a weird thing for like Soviet style countries. Like I just, I love that aesthetic, you know, mm-hmm. like, so the country she comes from is like a fictional country. Yeah, called Sokovia, but it's really probably based off of like Yugoslavia, or, you know, yeah. kind of like those countries or whatever. And plus, too, she actually kind of looks like someone I went to school with, like high school, like yeah. sort of a mine. So it's like I see her kind of reminded of that person a little bit. So, um, so it's kind of a weird. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I and I mean I I like the show. I think I think both uh, her both uh, Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany are like amazing actors and you know the, the whole cast is um yeah. so uh I, I needless to say i i love this episode too i think it's one of my favorites um i don't know if, it's hard to say what my favorite is 
Um, I only watched this episode once because I, I was busy with other things. Um, and so I only had time to watch it once before we started recording. I'll probably watch it again later. Um, but, uh, I did ask, um, again online, um, of our fans, uh, what, what they thought of the episode. And we got a, we got a bunch of responses here. All right. Um, Amber Dawn said, uh, it's such a wonderful musing on love and grief <clears throat> beyond its obvious, uh, MCU thrills. Catherine Hahn is truly a treasure. Paul Bettany may have, uh, been trolling us hardcore, which he's talking about how he keeps saying that there's a, uh, that there's going to be a, a, a big reveal of a character he's been wanting to work with for a long time, an actor he's been mm. wanting to work with. And um, we can get more into that later. Yeah. Um. Uh, Jacob Scarberry said, uh, "I like the little glimpses of Marvel horror. Nothing crazy, but I think it gives us a small glimpse of the type of uh, thriller horror we might expect in uh, the next Doctor Strange film." Um, I guess I don't have a good reason, but for the very first, but from the very first episode. I felt like the show was uh, going to be what uh, brings us into the multiverse. I think it will be a very important stepping stone. And uh, I think the glimpses of horror-esque um, helps uh, support that theory. I also uh, could see mutants being introduced in the series, maybe right at the end. Um, would be a good opportunity to open that door. Uh-huh. And then he says, I should probably specify, address that episode eight was a badass take on a, on a Christmas carol. Um, uh, you know, you have um, good writers and cast when they can uh, recycle a story like that and make it feel like new. Yeah. Um, Christopher Seibert uh, said, uh, uh, I like how they effectively uh, retcon the MCU by saying that Wanda had her hex powers back when she was a child to uh, prevent the bomb from going off. Mm -hmm. And uh, what the Mind Stone um, supercharged and, and that the Mind Stone supercharged her. So that means Wanda is the first official mutant in the MCU. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. now that uh, X-Men, so now that the X-Men or the mutants can be brought into the MCU. Um, Natalie Brown, uh, Bostelman, um, said, uh, I love this slow burn. Uh, we're starting to get the payoff of the reasons as to why, um, Wanda dealing with her grief in this way is, uh, clicking the puzzle pieces into place. Dave Haas said, a great show. Agatha is one badass witch defeating all of the coven. Oh, there we go. <laughs> and uh That's my dad, by the way. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so um so we got that going on. Um I think there might have been more responses somewhere. If I didn't get to yours, I'm sorry. Um so because uh, I put that up in several places, but those were all the ones in our uh group chat. Um which if you uh if you like this uh show, um you can go on uh Facebook and you can join our um Facebook uh, podcast group. It's uh the all too it's all too real to podcast group is what it's called. So <laughs> um join us in there and we can discuss all of our episodes. And anything else you want to talk to us about, you know, you could 
tell us what your favorite flavor of ice cream is. That'd be okay. <laughs> Mine is uh chocolate chocolate chip by Hagen Dazs. I also mm. like I also like caramel sutra from uh, Ben and Jerry's. That's good. Like, That's good stuff. Too. I like Neapolitan, and I like uh, I like cherry cherry with cherries. That's probably my favorite ice mm. cream. Nice. So, um, in this episode, Matt, um, what do we got going on here in this episode? Oh, man, <clears throat> so much to do. Um, so it starts off with, um, well, it starts off with a little recap, you know, talk, you know, what happened, you know, throughout the various episodes. And then when it goes through the Marvel thing, it changes from red to purple, uh, which is Agatha's kind of magic color. And then it goes into 1693, so a flashback where Agatha's being dragged through the woods um, to be, you know, put on some kind of a trial or whatever. And she's, you know, pleading with the, the people and, you know, they're just carrying her forward and they put up, you know, against like a pole and they, you know, you're led to believe like this is some kind of like Salem witch trial type of thing or whatever. But then the person like magically binds, you know, her arms. Okay. So, you know, okay, well, this is, there's magic involved. So that's not going to be, you know, the Puritans or whatever. And then, um, this, this woman who's like the leader of the group, she, you know, asks her if she's a witch and, and she says, you know, yes, I am a witch. And then, and it says, yet, yet you have betrayed your own coven uh, by stealing knowledge above your age or station and rank. Uh, and she's, you know, denies it. You know, says, no, it's not true. And then the woman says, you know, enough deception. And then she, you know, she admits to it and says, well, it's not her fault. Um, you know, she was just, you know, wanted to learn or whatever. And uh, they say, no, you know, you've, you practice the darkest form of magic. And, and then she kind of like has like this sort of like, sort of like a half smile on her face like she's been caught but she doesn't really care she says i i have not broken your rules they simply bent to my power and she like has like the smirk on her face like she so she she knows what she's being caught for but she doesn't care yeah, um exactly you know this is thing and she's done anything wrong what's that i said exactly yeah <laughs> what's that <laughs> i just oh, said yeah. exactly yeah, yeah. She, she yeah. Doesn't think, yeah she does not think she's done anything wrong so um you know, she pleads with them, and you, you can tell she's faking it. She's not being sincere. Um, you know, she just wants to get out of the situation. Like she's trying to plead with the woman. She calls her mother. I don't really know if she actually is her biological mother or not. It could could be, but it could be like a, a witch thing. Like maybe she's the leader. You know, so she's the mother of the witches. You know, we'll maybe we'll find out later on that if she really is, you know, her her mother or not. But so um, they they start you know chanting Latin and they're kind of like firing up their hands you know to basically like you know shoot her with their power, and um someone I think it was Eric Voss from New Rock Stars had a video recently yeah where he said that the the Latin chant actually means like um so, they kill the monster or something like that or she's a monster oh, okay. um, destroy it or something like so they're literally calling her a monster <clears throat> that needs to be you know destroyed um. Because, you know, she's practicing, you know, dark magic. It's really 
you know, dangerous and vile stuff. And we see this a lot in a lot of stories, you know, where you've got like the good magicians versus the bad ones. You know, Star Wars too is pretty much like that. You yeah. know, um, you've got this sort of corrupting, you got, you got the, you know, Lord of the Rings is like that too. Right. And it, and it always has to do with power. You know, yeah. it, it's the, the, the dark, the dark force, dark side, dark magic. It's always, it always promised the person more power and also to, um, uh, not just more power, but that you 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 do it faster. You don't have to spend you know the years just to do a little bit of magic. You know, you pretty much go through like a seminar style. You just get all the information all at once and try to do what you can. You know, as, as fast as you can do it. So um, so they start shooting at her with like this blue kind of flame stuff from like all all sides, just hitting her, and you know she's you know screaming in pain and stuff like that. And eventually though. Uh, this purple stuff kind of starts coming out of her and it starts like going through the blue, basically kind of like in Harry Potter when, when, uh, when Harry's facing off against Voldemort with the two wands and then yeah. Harry, Harry red <clears throat> is just going further, further to Voldemort's green until he just goes to the tip of Voldemort's wand and he's defeated. Well, it's kind of what happened. And, um, the, so the purple starts overtaking the blue. And it's, but it's like, it's actually sucking the life out of all the witches. Like literally, like it's just making them like, like they're like a hundred years old or whatever. And then, then her mother, she kind of flies up in the air and then she like shoots her blue flame at her and, you know, Agatha eventually, you know, defeats her and she's like, you know, you know, please, I could be good. You know, like she's just faking it. And then her mom's like, you know, no, you cannot. And then, uh, Agatha eventually, you know, kills her too. And then, she's kind of like shakes off a little bit of dust off her clothes or whatever and just kind of walks you know all triumphant or whatever and she steals that brooch that she's been wearing throughout the whole series that was her mom's and then she just takes it then she just flies off and then uh and then we get to the the scene from you know that ended last episode where she's holding you know senior scratchy and then just kind of um kind of begins from there so um you know, what else happens? Uh, right then we've got, um, we, we basically get in the, in the present day, um, Agatha starts to interrogate Wanda, demanding to know, um, how she is, um, controlling Westview. And then she's like threatening, uh, Tommy and Peter's lives. Not, Pe- <laughs> not Peter, Tommy and, uh, Billy's lives. I don't, I don't know why I said Peter. I was thinking of Pietro. <laughs> um, <laughs> Tommy and Billy's lives. And, um, she, uh, she's, she takes like a piece of, uh, Wanda's hair and then does a whole, uh, Christmas carol type thing where she takes, uh, Wanda down memory lane. Hmm. Um, it's, uh, she, she, uh, she basically forces her to relive key moments in her life. Um, Including, um, when, uh, she and her, uh, brother Pietro were stuck in the rubble next to an unexploded bomb the day their parents died. Um, prior to that, we do see, like, uh, them living their, their life in, uh, Sokovia. Um, one thing I wanted to point out is the fact that, uh, the young, uh, Pietro and Wanda are played by different actors than the ones in the flashback in the, uh, in the Halloween episode. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's right. 
Yeah, and uh, I think there's reasonings for that because I think the ones in the flashback are just like fake memories. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, or something. Who knows? Um, but uh, basically, we we see in 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 this situation, um, their dad comes home, and 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 by the way, their parents are not the people in the commercials like a lot of people were speculating. Right. Yeah, including myself. Yeah, I thought they're. I thought they were going to be, but, you know. Yeah. It just rained. They're probably people from, like, the town or something like that then. some Something will <clears throat> happen. Yeah. Or, um, the, uh, so, so basically, um, we've got, uh, we've got her dad coming home, and we, it turns out, like, what he does for a living is he basically sells, uh, box sets of TV shows. Mm-hmm. Of American TV shows. Um, we... He he brings home a, a box of ones that he hadn't sold yet, um, and we see DVD sets of Malcolm in the Middle, mm. The Adams Family, Dick Van Dyke, I Love Lucy, um, Bewitched, um, Who's the Boss, <laughs> um, among other ones. Um, the uh, and then um, Wanda, they let her choose which one she wants to watch, and that and during their uh, night where they're watching. Uh, TV, they, they decide to always speak in English, and that's basically how they've learned English. So mm-hmm. this is basically explaining why she decided to create sitcoms, because that's basically her way to escape the world. Yeah. Um, that she's living in. Um, the, uh, and from the pain and loss and all that stuff, and it reminds her of her dad. Um, the, uh, and, and her mom and, brother and everything too i'm sure but the uh she chooses to watch uh an episode of uh dick van dyke show and it's a interesting episode where there's a they're they're watching a tv show in that episode um where some aliens are uh attacking a family and stuff and so that causes uh nightmares and stuff for the for uh robin laura petri in the show so mm-hmm. um anyways uh basically th- so there's this whole there's this whole like uh nightmare like uh sort of thing and nightmares a speculated character to be controlling things <laughs> um could be just a nod to that or it could just be coincidental um but anyways uh basically what, what ends up happening is they they have to relive the moment she relives this moment of, uh, while they're watching this, um, is when, um, they're stuck in the rubble of this unexploded bomb that hits their, uh, hits their house or their apartment. And, uh, the parents die in this memory. Um, basically through this, we are deduced, we, we, we can deduce that, uh, Wanda was born a witch who uh was able to in this situation pull her pull her and her brother out of the out of the rubble uh-huh. using her magic and uh so she basically what uh what Agatha tells her is that she was uh she was able to use a hex magic as a child uh-huh. and uh Wanda's uh inadvertent use of the simple probability hex to prevent the bomb from going off so that's how she saved Pietro and her. Um, 
then we move on to another memory um, where Wanda is being experimented on by Hydra. And she approaches the Mind Stone. And it reacts to her presence. Uh, and it basically amplifies her magic. And her, uh, you know, basically... So, so that, like people are saying, that's basically proof that she was born with these powers. Yeah. So she's basically a... Both a witch and maybe a mutant, you know? <laughs> she's... I mean, she's... She doesn't really know she's practicing magic, you know? Yeah. Um, she's... And who knows, maybe she's not... Maybe Agatha, because Agatha, all she knows is magic, so she might just be assuming that that's what it is because that's what she studies. You know, it could it could just be something else entirely. You know, she just has these powers. You know, um, but um, you know, Agatha spent the past four hundred years practicing magic, so she yeah just assumes that's what it is, and she's very very jealous of of Wanda. Um, there's a lot of anger towards her because you know Agatha spent you know the past 400 years I mean she's testing her you know in the basement sorry sorry, I'm going kind of back further a little oh no bit, that's but, fine um, she's testing her in the basement because Wanda Wanda first tries to read her thoughts and Agatha's like oh that's adorable um, my thoughts have never been available to you and then she tries to you know shoot her with her red you know power and she's like like, uh, your magic's no good here. Didn't you see all these runes? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a basic protection spell. Only the witch who cast the runes is, can practice her own magic in here. And she's like, how do you not know the fundamentals of magic? Like, she's just, like, testing her. Like, how can you do all this advanced stuff when you don't even know, like, basic shit? You know, like, she does a mind control spell on, like, a cicada and just kind of floats it at her face, you know, to kind of just crawl over her, and she does a, you know, she takes it back and does a simple transmutation spell to turn it into a bird, and she even says, you know, years years of practice just to do a simple, you know, transmutation spell, you know, but yet you're controlling an entire town, like, you know, and like, you can see the hunger in her eyes, too, because she's squeezing this bird, and you can see, hear it squawking, and she's like looking at looking at her like like what's your secret sister like I mean really like you could tell like she's eager but at the same time angry you know that because for her mind Wanda's just like some spoiled brat you know who just yeah. got you know all this power without earning it you know <laughs> like yeah. you know? it's it, 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 it's like it's so like it's like somebody who can like sing beautifully without any kind of training you know and then exactly. you know you're, you're a singer who spent their whole life training and can't sing as well as them or something um, exactly it's it's there's a lot of uh mixed but mixed feelings but at the same time she needs her she even told her she needs her so uh i, I have a question i want to know how what what agatha's uh, reaction to uh to to jimmy woo's little uh, card trick would be <laughs> yeah i don't think she'd be that impressed <laughs> <laughs> Are, are you serious? I thought that was the best magic in this whole yeah, series. I, I don't think she's <laughs> registered. Uh, she, uh, this is Agatha. I think her downfall is going to be is that she only <clears throat> she only looks through the world 
with magic as a prison. Like that's the only thing. And um, M- MC or not just the MCU, but the Marvel universe is, you know, magic's you know magic's involved in in you know the the Marvel comics, but it's not the only thing that exists. So um, yeah, I'm thinking she, if they do kill her, if she does lose in the final episode or whatever, I think it's gonna be is that she only. She only thinks the only, the only power that exists is is magic. Whereas, you know, I don't, I don't, I haven't read enough of the comics to know. But like, I, I would think that like, what people think is magic might not actually really be magic, um, but they think it is because that's kind of like almost like a religion to them, I and mean, that's what they've studied and practiced. So they, they've yeah. learned it through kind of language. So they, that's what they think it is. But like. Well, mag- magic does exist. I mean, because we know it through, uh, through, through like Doctor Strange and other people. That right, it true, does but exist. Yeah, but he's taking his stuff from different dimensions, though. And um, mm-hmm. I mean, the, the people that do that, they, as far as I remember, they they they're actually t- carrying over energy from other dimensions into into ours, um, which it's interesting because is that really magic though, or is that just energies that exist from another dimension is like normal for their dimension but like super, like extra normal for ours you know what i mean yeah um, I, mean, I mean it's kind of like how in dc where like superman comes from another planet right and, and he doesn't have powers on krypton but he does on earth because those powers don't exist here right yeah exactly like the red sun or whatever yeah so yeah. um i mean again i don't know because i haven't read unfortunately i haven't read enough of the comics like i want to start getting into that and really kind of get into the the details because it's really really fascinating um stuff marvel's just amazing when it comes to all that kind of stuff but um anyway so yeah so yeah yeah agatha's very jealous of wanda she wants to she needs her at the same time she even told her that she needs her and um she's very eager not just eager but um almost almost sounds like time is of the essence like she doesn't have time to wait like she needs her like now like you know um my theory for that is the reason why agatha has lived so long is that she siphons the life out of other people but also too in a lot of stories not just marvel but in a lot of stories is that the more magic you use you're, you're it's like it's not a fine it's not an infinite source of power so if you use magic, you're kind of taking away some of your own life or your own power in the process. So Agatha might be kind of expending like a lot of magical energy and, you know, she can't do it forever, you know. So um, <clears throat> she might need Wanda to kind of um, take it from her, I guess, maybe. My theory that she might be trying to siphon it from Wanda, but at the same time, like that one episode where I, I think she is I, those episodes where she seems afraid. I don't think she's altogether faking it. I mean, partly for the show she might be, but I think she knows that outside of her basement, uh, she's really no match for Wanda. I mean, she knows more stuff, mm-hmm. but just Wanda's got that chaotic energy that it doesn't matter how much she knows if she gets angry enough or gets sad enough, she can just, blow you know, an entire town into existence. I mean, like, you know, yeah. so she knows that she really can't beat her on her own. Um, 
Sorry, that was kind of a weird ramble. But... I don't know, but it it makes sense. I mean, basically, she's just she she's really jealous of the fact that you know, like we were saying before, you know, like she's just uh, it, Wanda's a natural. You mm-hmm. know, didn't have to study to learn this stuff. You know, like you know, some people can act really well without ever taking training. Some yeah. people need training to be able to be, you know, Academy Award winning actors. Right. And, uh, yep. And some people, you know, they create the Big Bang series. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Always got to mention that. But yeah, <laughs> but, but you know what? Chuck Lorre did write the theme song to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So, <laughs> yep. So there's that. And, um, he, he's okay he in my also, book. He also created Mom, which is a good show. That's right. Yeah. So that's, I was going to yeah. say that. That's a, Great show. So, um, so mm-hmm. yeah, that's good. Um, so two two broke girls. Um, he didn't. Right. Do, he didn't do that one. Oh, he, oh, okay, he didn't do that one. All right, but Darcy, well, the actor, the actor played Darcy. I forgot her name. Sorry. Um, uh, well, she was in Two Broke Girls. Um, yeah, and I was really hoping so badly when they did the TV show that she was going to be like, because you mentioned that too, that she was going to be like a waitress at like a restaurant from like two broke girls. Like, I'm like, oh God, like they could have. That was a missed that opportunity. Been, that was a missed, it was like was a huge meta moment right there. But, mm-hmm. um, oh well. The carnival thing was cool, so whatever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, still cool. Cat Dunnings is awesome regardless. Yeah. So, um, anyways, the, uh, so, so then we, we, Throughout this uh, trip down memory lane that uh, um, we're taken on by uh, by Agatha here in um, the world of uh, Wanda's life, um, Wanda, you know, like I said, she's watching herself being experimented on by Hydra. Um, we then have her relive... Um, her first fond memory of Vision, where it's back at the Avengers compound sometime, I think, after, like, Civil War or something. I want to say. <clears throat> um, or or was it before Civil War? Because it seems like... Because I'm not sure, because I think because I think she was living at the compound after Civil War. Because that was when... Uh, or maybe during Civil War. I'm trying to think. Or maybe it was right before that, because... Yeah, I don't remember. I'm um, trying to remember because it, it was either after Age of Ultron, obviously, or uh, Civil War. Because I think during Civil War, after Civil War, because of the Sokovia Accords and stuff, things happened where she was basically confined to the compound. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I only saw that one once, so I don't remember much about that one. But. Um... So, yeah, yeah. Civil, Civil War is probably my right. favorite, Timeline's right. favorite uh, MCU movie. Um, oh yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I like it a lot. I don't know why, but um, hmm. the uh, I don't know. It changes every day, though. So, which one's my favorite? Um, <laughs> right. Honestly, I always consider that to be an Avengers movie, even though it's technically a Captain America movie. Oh yeah, uh, it is. I, totally. I, I call it Avengers Three. That's what it is. I mean, it's it's. It's because every every movie every every character has to have three movies. I guess that's like the rule. So they're like, ah, okay, well, we'll just call that one Captain America three, you know, or whatever. Yeah. Because uh, like uh, you know, Iron Man got three, 
Spider-Man's going to get free. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, well, the main ones, you know, Captain America gets three. Doctor Strange, I don't know how many he's going to get because everything got fucked up because of COVID and yeah. well, budgetary Thor, stuff. Thor's getting a fourth, so. Um, oh, really? Okay, well, that's cool. Yeah, because um, like, Love and Thunder's coming out soon, which is the name of the Oh, movie. okay, well, yeah. that's cool. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, sometime next this year or next year or whenever they decide to release it based on COVID. Um, <laughs> right, and Black Widow is going to come out at some point, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that pretty was awesome. supposed to come out like a year ago. And, right. Um, <laughs> right, yeah. I really want to see that one a lot. Do you want to take a quick uh, break here, Matt, and then we'll come back and talk more about the plot? Yeah, okay. We'll be right back. It's the ninja from the Ask the Angry Ninja Show saying, come listen to the show. We got the ninja wife to give you your movie reviews. We got the conscript to give you the ninja news. And we got the battle to talk about your sports. And as always, it is the Ask the Angry Ninja Show. So ask me a question. We'll give you the ninja knowledge you need for your ninja life. Search for us anywhere you get your podcast from. Just search for the Ask the Angry Ninja Show and enjoy the show. are back. I hope you enjoyed those ads or whatever they were. The Pop-Tart ads or the um, or whatever. Um, oh, we got the Pop-Tart sponsorship? The Vision the Vision Tarts? No, it doesn't make sense. The Wanda Tarts? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, that sounded bad. Sorry. Yes, it did. Uh, sorry. <laughs> I'm not doing this stuff intentionally today. It's just like <laughs> happening. <laughs> One, um, Wanda tarts. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Um, Am I not in the gutter? I'm just saying wrong words today. <laughs> words are hard, Matt. You know that. Yep. No. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um. So, uh, back to the uh to the breakdown of the episode. Um. What do we got going on now? Like she's so she's she's at the a- a- Avengers compound, and we uh, see uh, what what the basically like kind of the first time that Vision and uh, Wanda kind of connect. Yeah, so I, I think I remember this scene, or at least <clears throat> no, a companion scene in Civil War. Yeah, uh, because in Civil War, she realizes that. Vision is kind of listening in on her talking to someone. He's like hiding, hiding somehow or whatever. And she, she says, you know, we, we talked about this or whatever that you can't yeah. just like spy on <laughs> us or whatever. Well, we find out the origin of that is that he's like, you know, on the other side of the wall and she knows, which is interesting. So that could have been an indication that even, even in civil war that they were kind of maybe teasing the idea that she's kind of got some <laughs> kind of psychic abilities at the very least yeah. um yeah because uh, she calls him out because vision you know and he kind of just you know seamlessly goes through the wall or whatever and she's like you know i sorry i didn't mean to intrude or whatever and she's like well really and he's like well like i guess perhaps i did but i didn't you know whatever your preference is whatever she you know lets him sit down and watch him malcolm in the middle uh, which is interesting because episode six is pretty much like based off of that show. And, um, and like Hal builds like a roof or like a, not a roof, but like a, um, 
something. Like like an awning like, or something. Yeah. yeah, like an awning. The whole thing just falls on top of them. Yeah. And Vision's like, Vision's like, are we supposed to be laughing at this man's grievous injury? <laughs> she's like, no, it's okay. It's, it's he's he's gonna be fine. And he's like, well, how can we be be certain? And she's like, it's it's not that kind of a show. So Vision's he's very innocent. He's almost like a child in that sense. Like he, um, yeah. No, you know, so, you know, he, he's not going to laugh at someone, you know, being collapsed, you know. He's similar to, like, Data on uh, Star Trek The Next Generation or something where he's, yeah, you know, trying to understand human behavior. <clears throat> right. But he's a little bit better in Data because he can yeah. figure it out faster kind of as he... Because he's basically, like, he's a human computer is what he is. So, yeah. like, he... Unlike Data, he... I don't think Data ever really had emotions. I don't know. I didn't really watch that show that much. Yeah. But, um, he, he doesn't, he actually, doesn't. You just got to watch, you know, the, the shows. Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah. I, I got to get into that. Yeah. It's been, I, I never really watched that much. It was on here and there, but not a lot. Next generation. So, next generation on a side note is the best, uh, the, okay. the, the, the best of any Star Trek. So yeah, All right, I'll, I'll, I'll start with that then. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've watched a few episodes of the original, which are really cheesy, but they're pretty mm-hmm. good. Um, but uh, anyway, so he he's asking her, you know, all these questions, like you know, saying like he, you know, he doesn't really know what it's like to lose someone because he's pretty much been alone, you know, as a consciousness his whole life. So it's all he's ever known. It's not. It's not a sad thing. It's just that's how it was. So there's nothing to compare it to, you know, and um. And, you know, because she said that, you know, the only thing that will comfort her is being able to see Pietro again. And he says, you know, well, you know, what, what is love if it's not, you know, what is grief other than, you know, love persevering or whatever. And then kind of laughs at the show or whatever. And they kind of had like this moment or whatever. So that's kind of like the first time like they ever had kind of like a relationship y kind of moment because like, it kind of had like a lingering yeah, smile. You can even see his smile is kind of like corny. Like he doesn't really know how to smile correctly. He's just kind of like, you know, trying to you know make it up as he goes along, basically. And um, but you, but you do have that moment in Civil War though, where where he's spying on. Her, she's talking to someone else. I don't remember who it was. And, the, and she's like, Vision. Like we talked about this. Like you can't just um, you can't just watch people. Like you know, like you need mm-hmm. to be in the room or present where we can see you. You know, like. Because it's just it's it's like rude. It's wrong behavior. He doesn't know any better. He's not trying to be rude or creepy or anything like that. He just just doesn't know. And um and so um so we have that moment. And then um so the big reveal here is that Hayward's a piece of shit that we've known all along, really, since like the fifth episode. Yeah, we really know. Yeah, go ahead. So yeah, we we we, it she she visits. we, We see when she visited Sword, like. Right after, to try to recover Vision's body, like, right after the, 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 the blip or whatever, you know? Um, or, like, right after the events of Endgame, <clears throat> I should say. Um, basically, uh, she, she, uh, she, she loses her temper and breaks into the, into the compound, um, after trying to speak to whoever's in charge. Cause she, she wants her, she wants to have a funeral for Vision and, like, bury him properly. Uh, then, uh, she, she goes to the off. she goes, she goes to Hayward's office after, 
basically uh, having a little situation where she just opens the door herself. She doesn't need to be buzzed in. <laughs> um, she's like, no, don't worry about it. I got this sort of thing. And <laughs> the uh, and when and when Hayward introduces himself, he calls himself Director Hayward, not Acting Director. Oh. Okay, yeah, I didn't notice that. Yeah, I did, and I was just like, what the hell? And he so, says his full name, though, too. Tyler or something like... Yeah, um, yeah, Dir- Director Tyler Hayward. And I'm like... Interesting, because he tells Monica he's acting... Director. <clears throat> huh. But, you know... So that Wanda to make it seem like he had more authority or something. Either that, or he's lying to Monica. Yeah. And that he's totally True. in charge. Mm-hmm. Um, so Wanda, she, he shows Wanda like in, um, Vision's body being like operated on basically like being taken apart, which, and, and it appears to be taken, being taken apart like very crudely. Yeah. You know, and so, so we're seeing these, um, points of view of what happened that we saw in that previous episode where we saw the security footage of what we thought was her taking Vision's body. But she just basically goes there and says goodbye to him and leaves. Mm -hmm. She doesn't take the body like Hayward wants us to believe. So we do, we do kind of find out that, uh, he's basically an asshole. (laughs) He's a terrible person. Um, I I really hope that he gets killed in the next episode, or at the very least, he's revealed to be doing illegal shit, and he just gets thrown in prison or some shit like that. Um, because um, she, yeah, she, I I think too. I think he he set this up on purpose. Like he expected that she was going to show up. He probably told them like, "I want you to just take this guy apart in the most cre- creepy way possible." And just to like show her, you know, to traumatize her essentially, because he, because he, he has an idea of that's the other weird thing too. He seems to know about her powers before she does about being able to, to said you know not everyone has the ability to bring you know their loved one back online. And he goes, oh, part of me back to life, and she's like, I what? Like I can't do that. Like she has no idea what he's talking about. How does he know that? That's interesting. Um, yeah. So we'll we'll find out somehow. He knows the true extent of her powers before she knows. And also too, before Agatha knows. So if an all powerful witch like Agatha, who's been alive for at the very least, almost 400 years. And she has to kind of tease it out of her to finally figure out what's going on. But this guy knows just saying, I'm getting some Mephisto vibes. Maybe mm-hmm. he's like going deep, deep undercover, like pretending to be a sword agent or director or whatever. Who knows? But I'm just saying he, mm, there's no reason he shouldn't know that stuff. There really isn't. Because um, Hydra didn't even know that. So even if he got like secret documents from Hydra about their experimentation, mm, they didn't even know that. And um, and also too, I forgot to mention this earlier, Um when when um, she was being experimented by Hydra, and she the 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 um, the the, um, the mind stone, she removed the mind stone from the scepter, not yeah. uh, not, on, not on purpose, and then it, it like because it was blue, and then it like broke its shell and it became the yellow color that it normally mm-hmm. is, and she has this vision of like a like a feminine figure kind of floating down 
with like horns. It looks like the Scarlet Witch costume from the comic books, as well as from episode six when they were at the Halloween episode. Yeah. And, and also too go ahead. Oh yeah, go ahead. I was just thinking well, also too, yeah. yeah, also too when when the um the people at Hydra are watching the tape, it's that jump cut thing that happens again. They don't see what actually happened. They just see her lying on the floor right after um yeah, like she's in, like, like she's he, in control of that. Also during the it, also people are seeing in that vision too, if you pause it, there's actually the silhouette of a man at the bottom of her a bottom of that figure of uh, Scarlet Witch. Oh, okay. I did not know that. Um, yeah. So who knows what that is? Um, that's interesting. Yeah, it's like a silhouette that looks like a man, but it could just be the way that the lighting is. Um, right. So, so I, I looked this up um, on Ancestry dot com. The last name Hayward. Just, just something. Um, it the the etymology of the name. It's uh, it's. Occupational name for an official who was responsible for protecting land or enclosed forest from damage mm. by animals, poachers, or vandals. Um, from the Middle English, hay or hedge. Um, and ward, ward, or hay ward, um, which means guardian. So the guardian of hay, basically. Um, <laughs> or like an enclosure. Um, and his first name is Tyler, and I just looked this up. I don't know if this means anything, but I just looked up the the, the last name Tyler just to see mm-hmm. if that means anything. Um, it's an occupational name for maker of layers of tiles mm. from an agent deriv- derivative of Middle English tile. Um, in the Middle Ages, tiles were widely used in floors and pavements and to a lesser extent in roofing where they did not really come into their own until the 16th century. Anyways, but, so I'm just, I don't know. <laughs> wow. It's interesting. So. That's a, yeah, it's very interesting. But, but, but yeah. the Hayward especially is interesting, because <clears throat> he's guarding <throat> an enclosed land. Right, yeah. Which is basically what he's a doing. Hedge. Yeah. And a hedge sounds a lot like hex. Yeah. I, mean, I know that the, I know the words don't mean the same thing, but it's interesting yeah. how they sound similar. Uh, <clears throat> so, um, there's a lot to unpack there. Um, anyways, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, what happens? So, so, so next, next thing we see is like when Wanda leaves, like, like I said, without Vision's body. Mm-hmm. And, uh, she, she gets into her car and on the passenger seat, there's a, uh, there's like a deed to this land and there's a note on it that says uh, with a little heart and a V at the end and, you know, (laughs) assuming from vision, it says, it says to grow old in. And then we get, she drives to Westview in her car, which has New York New York plates that at the bottom say Excelsior, mm-hmm. which the current New York plates actually say, but that was also the <laughs> phrase that Stan Lee always used. Right. Um. So just interesting little tidbit. Mm-hmm. Um. There's uh. Sh- she gets to the uh. She goes th- to Westview, and we're, we see like a lot of the characters, like like Herb and um. The guy with the mustache—I can't remember his name. 
Um, he's putting up a he's putting up a sign asking for piano lessons. It looks like the town is basically ravaged by the after effects of the snap or just, you know, the economy being bad in the world like it is in reality. Um, yeah. Kind of kind of kind of hits really hard when we got the pandemic going on and stuff like that. Right. Um but, you know, you, you see people and you see like Deborah Jo Rupp's character, Mrs. Hart, um whoever her mm-hmm. real character is. Um she's a uh, She's just sitting there, kind of looking depressed, sitting, drinking coffee. Um, you know, and other other characters throughout the town. We also see the mailman, who everybody had, like, all these theories about, but he's like a pizza delivery guy. Yeah, he's, like, all depressed looking. Yeah, he was that. Yeah. He was just nosy, I guess, is why he was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, he's probably nobody. It's probably just a red herring. Um, mm-hmm. The, uh... And who knows, maybe in the next episode we'll find out that he's, you know, God or something. I don't know. But, uh, anyways, um, <laughs> the, the, uh, um, so, so she gets to the, to the address and it's basically the, the foundation of a house that's no longer there. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's on, it, it's a, it's on a Sherwood Avenue. And uh, Sherwood Schwartz was the creator of the Brady Bunch. Just little tidbit. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. So um, we've got we've got that going on. Um, it's it's just interesting that uh, we see we see that, and then she basically we see her create the hex, and then uh-huh. basically build from like jigsaw uh-huh. pieces the house there on that foundation and uh we also see her create vision who seems to be a sentient being so like he seems to have his own you know capabilities so basically i'm just wondering if she actually created him like is 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 he real i don't think she's controlling him at all so i think he's real i mean he came from her mind because again too she I mean, this, this episode, I mean, I cried so much in this episode. There's so many emotional moments. And and she just broke down. I mean, she just got on her knees and was just sobbing. And then it was just it was just all this grief coming out of her. But it wasn't, it wasn't intentional at all. I mean, it was just – and then it just spreads throughout the whole town eventually after, you know, the house was built and everything. And, but, yeah, I, th- I think it's a real vision. It, it might it's, – it's not, you know – the same body as it was before, but since his body was created from the mind stone, and then she, her powers well, were enhanced by the mind stone. She, yeah, she didn't get her powers from the mind stone; it was enhanced. Yeah, so really, either way you slice it, you know whether or not it gets created, the body gets created in, in Tony Stark's lab, or if it gets created through Wanda's you know, mutation powers or whatever, either way you slice it, you know, he's being created again. Um, and and I'm, I'm just wondering weird. if, if she like recontextualized the mind stone too, like, you know, like it, it, did she create a new mind stone? Did she <clears throat> find the dust of the mind stone and bring it back together? Because the mind stone well, is still out there. It's just in many pieces. It's, I mean, it's possible. I mean, or two, the fact that since she already has, um, you know, these powers, and then the Mind Stone enhanced it, she might, 
have the ability to actually like recreate all the infinity stones at some point who knows and plus yeah. too we're getting into the multiverse you know there might be infinity stones in every single universe at this mm-hmm. point which even thanos may have not even known about which is a good thing because then he would try to go to every single multi you know universe to collect the stones so that no one ever, no one could you know stop what he was going to try to do you know or whatever um, so it's interesting yeah i don't know um yeah so so it's interesting because i mean this is her way of dealing with grief and it's really interesting to see how they're showcasing grief in a very creative way um the so so then after this happens we we're back to the present um mm-hmm. and uh wanda's out of her trance and she uh she comes outside only to be confronted by Agatha again, who is holding Billy and Tommy captive. And in like, she's got like basically like these purple magical nooses around their necks. And she's yeah. flying up in the air and basically choking the kids. Yeah. That's great. Which is crazy. <laughs> um, like controlling the like Marion, that's too a little bit like, cause she's kind of like, you know, floating above or whatever. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and, Agatha Agatha mocks Wanda for not knowing the full extent of her powers and starts uh, saying mm. that she's dangerous and uh, and says that her powers are actually chaos magic <laughs> and uh, then she uh, then she says that that makes her the Scarlet Witch. Mm. Which is the first time Wanda's ever been called the Scarlet Witch in the MCU. So, wow. Yeah. See, I didn't know that. I always, all my friends and stuff who watch Marvel, they would always refer to her as the Scarlet Witch. So I just assumed that that's what her name was. In the, but yeah, now that I think about it, I don't ever, them, ever remember them actually ever calling her that. Which again, interesting, interesting, just thought about this. Episode 5, episode 6 was, I don't remember. Or Hayward, um, asks Jimmy Woo because um, you know he's clearly trying to antagonize him by saying Wanda was a terrorist or whatever and he goes oh what you know any any kind of funny nickname that she's ever had so that's interesting because yeah. um, who would, who else would know that hmm interesting uh, so I, yeah I got some vibes that this Hayward's not even Hayward or if he is maybe the real Hayward's been kidnapped or he's using his body or something I don't know yeah you he know? might be possessed <laughs> or something um, so then so we, very thing, yeah. so, so the last thing we have is a, is a mid, mid credits scene, um, where, uh, at sword and, uh, we reveal Hayward's, uh, project cataract mm-hmm. and, uh, the original vision is now white. He's the white vision and activated using chaos, magic, energy, um, from a drone previously destroyed by Wanda. So he basically used Wanda's magic to create him. Right. So that was his plan all along. Yeah. That's why, because he knew that the drone wasn't going to do anything. Yeah. You know, Monica, Monica really kind of underestimated what um, Hayward, what his plan really was, which is not her fault. But, you know, it wasn't that like he just thought that, you know, they shoot enough guns at her they're going to get her. It's like, no, he wanted her magic and he knew that 
that's what would happen, you know. Yeah, which makes me makes would... me keep thinking that he's got to be something mm-hmm. else. Um, whether he's Mephisto or Nightmare or he's working for one of them or doing something, you know what I mean? Um, I don't know. We'll have to see what's going on. Something, yeah. Or maybe he's Hydra. That could be it, too. Um, that he might be just, you know... I really hope we're done with Hydra. Oh, really? Because <laughs> I'm... I don't <laughs> even really know much about them, to be honest. Like, I don't, I know they're supposed to be, like, the anti... Yeah, I mean... Um, shield, but, like, you know... They're, 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 I mean, basically, Hydra goes all the way back to, like, Red Skull and before. And okay. so, so, so it's, like, in, in the first Avenger, you know, Captain America first yeah. Avenger, even, and stuff. And it's just, there's they're basically, like, the, the Nazis of this world, in a way. Um... Okay. Kinda, you know. They're, they're, they're entangled with the Nazis as well, too. But, um, back in the World War Two, But, uh, yeah. But yeah. there's, uh, yeah, they're, they're basically the bad guys. Um, right. And, yeah. uh, but I, I mean, I watched all of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and mm-hmm. the main bad guys in that whole series are Hydra. So it's like, oh, okay. All so, right. so you kind of just burned out. I'm burned yeah. out. I'm burned out on Hydra. <laughs> Plus, I think they even, they, they, they played the Hydra card already in, in, in Civil War, you know, so. Or, oh, win, right. or yeah, Winter, exactly. Winter Soldier, I mean. Yeah, when we find out that, uh, that, that the whole, uh, the whole thing with, uh, you know, Hydra basically controlling Shield for all these years, and I really hope that they're not controlling Sword too, because we just got introduced to Sword. So it's like we're, right. we're not even, we don't even have time to learn what Sword is, and then it's like, hey, by the way, we're bad guys. No, no. <laughs> right, exactly. It's like, all right, we got. How about we get some new bad guys? You know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so that's why I'm kind of yeah. I'm kind of hoping it's like Mephisto or somebody else behind the things. Well, someone, yeah, yeah, that would be that would be good. Um, well, yeah, that was his plan all. What's that? Okay, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> no, I didn't hear what you said. You said wait and see. Is that what you said? I said, yeah, we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, that was his plan all along. Um, he, cause he knew that that would provoke her to finally get out of the hex at that point, you know, anger her to the point where she got threatened them to not mess with her anymore. Um, <clears throat> so. Yeah. Um, Do you want to take our second break here, Matt, and then come back and we'll talk about some trivia and our speculation and stuff? Yeah, sure. Okay, we'll be right back. What is Gen X? What is the silent generation? What do generations have in common? Hi, I'm Trish the Dish from the Gen X Voice Podcast, and I invite you to listen to conversations I have with folks from different generations, backgrounds, beliefs, and experiences in an attempt to see what connects rather than divides us. Even though Gen X has been called slackers, Karens, or not mentioned at all in some cases, we are the bridge generation, so I feel compelled to do my part to destroy ageism by bringing all these voices together. And, as a bonus, each guest gets to answer some 80s questions at the end of each show. So download and listen to Gen X Voice today on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And let's see how much we have in common after all. And we are back. Those were some great ads. 
I liked Pop Tarts again. Pop Tarts. Kellogg yep. Kellogg's Pop Tarts. Yep. The choice of a new generation. Wait, that's not right. I'm not even sure if that's what the ASP played, so it's going to be confusing. But um, yeah, I don't think I don't think I don't think Pop Tarts are advertising us yet. They really should. I mean, because I mean, like yeah. the thing is, they don't understand is that we're probably Pop Tarts' biggest fans ever. Like, I don't know anyone else that talks about Pop Tarts like as much in the way that we talk about them like all the time. Like, like I'm obsessed with them. Like, I haven't had them in a while because you know being broke and stuff, but like, uh, <laughs> uh, but like, I, I love them. I mean, I can't, I mean, you, seriously, like you hear that pop tarts, Matt needs more pop tarts. I do. I, I would like a life supply. That would just be like, I mean, I would be over the moon. Like if I got like a life supply of pop tarts, geez. I mean, like, ugh. you would... do so much with them. I mean, you can, you can eat them, you know, by himself, you know, with like a glass of milk or something like that. Um, also too, I, I've done this a couple of times. Um, you know, you break them up a little bit and put them in some ice cream. Oh God, that's good. Um, you know what? I've also seen somebody make an ice cream sandwich out of them. Oh God. You take like, take like two, uh, like strawberry pop tarts and put some ice cream in the middle. Oh, and then just eat it like a sandwich. <clears throat> yeah. Damn. That is good. Um, uh, yeah, anyway, so yeah, um, I'm getting hungry now. Um, yeah. I might go ahead and go to Walmart and buy some or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, God, yeah, but yeah, Pop-Tarts, please, if you would love, I mean, if you would sponsor us, man, I mean, we would, we would promote the shit out of you every day. I mean, we, I know we, you we, probably we, like we'd, 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 we'd just be popping those tarts. And, yep. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Those Wanda Vision tarts. No. Wait, that's, <laughs> something's, no, no. something's sounding wrong here, Matt. I don't know why. Yeah, no, sorry. Yeah. That was just a callback. Uh, Anyways, just... um, <laughs> um, hold on a second here. Um, <laughs> so uh, here, here are some uh, <clears throat> some uh, trivia about the episode here. Um, called from the Internet Movie Database. Um, okay, in keeping with the theme, the title uses a term frequently used in TV series. It actually deals with the incidents that happened before WandaVision. Um, Wanda's favorite episode of Dick Van Dyke is season two, episode 21. <laughs> it may look like a walnut. In the episode, Rob Petrie is having a nightmare and wants to wake up in the episode. <clears throat> So interesting there. Um, the the second episode since uh, episode four, we interrupt this program not to have a traditional sitcom trope um, throughout it, so it didn't you know mimic a sitcom. Wanda watches Malcolm in the Middle in a flashback. The sitcom also had a story about mischievous boys, just like Wanda's two children. Um, <laughs> So, um, in episode six, all new Halloween spectacular, Billy and Tommy accidentally run into Agnes's, uh, um, pants, which read naughty <clears throat> in the title sequence. Agnes is now known to be naughty. Okay. Anyways, um, in a flashback to the Hydra compound, Wanda is watching Brady Bunch Kitty Carryall is missing. 
<clears throat> where a doll goes missing. That doll actually appears in WandaVision now in color, where Vision is using it to practice putting diapers on children. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the first time in the MCU that Wanda is referred to by her comic book name, the Scarlet Witch, which we've already pointed out. Um, the Vision is revealed with an all-new white color. This had um, happened to him in the comics. It is revealed in this episode the, that the Maximoff family was watching sitcoms when bomb atta- when the bomb attacked their house. This is contradictory to what Pietro reminisces in Avengers Age of Ultron, where he says to Ultron that their family was having dinner. Their parents went to check if there was any survivors in the debris, but were killed in another bomb attack. But in this episode, they presumably died instantly after the first strike. Hmm. So interesting. Yeah. Um, the flashback back to Sokovia reveals that the blinking red light and beeping tone on the toaster in the WandaVision film before a live studio audience commercial is a callback to Stark Industries rocket that killed Wanda's parents, as we've speculated since the first episode. <laughs> yep. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> Basically, it is implied that Wanda's been a witch her whole life. Um, um, Evanora Harkness, who is uh, Agatha's mom, um, bears a striking resemblance to what Agatha looks like in the comics. Um, We find out that she didn't steal the um, Vision's body. Um, there, uh, so yeah, I mean, it, this, this could be that we're basically getting, oh yeah, um, (laughs) one of the funny things in the episode that they're pointing out here is that Agatha dubbed, uh, fake Pietro as Fietro, (laughs) which I thought was funny. Fietro, if you will. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so, so basically this is a, you know, and we, um, we find out that she's obsessed with sitcoms because of what happened. Um, okay. So, so here's, uh, one of my, one of my things. Okay. The thing where I think, um, and other people are pointing out too, that, uh, Paul Bettany might've been, uh, messing with us about a big reveal of an actor that he got to work with, that he's wanted to work with his whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure that the actor he's going to be working with is himself. <laughs> because he's going to be playing white vision and regular vision. Right. Or we yeah. still have one episode left, so it could be, yeah. you know. No, no, that's what I'm saying. He hasn't worked with him yet, so it could be in that episode that they're going to work together. <laughs> right. I mean, it could also be a different person, too. Just yeah, because exactly. We we'll find but out. No. But but that is speculation that he's been trolling us this whole time. Yeah, it's possible. I mean, that's what that's what... That's what they do now. I mean, because like, TV is so much more interactive now, especially um, when it comes to like Disney shows or whatever. Like, it's that's what I love about new TV is that the fans and like the actors and like the writers, like we actually talk to each other now. Like, it, it's yeah. weird. It's, it's cool though. It's because it's not like you know it used to be where you just it's like these people live like in a different universe or whatever. Like now. You go on Twitter, you might, you know, post something, you know, someone, you know, you know, likes the tweet or whatever. Like, oh my God, that's the actor from, 
yeah. you know, you know, you know, or they might reshare it, retweet it, or whatever, um, or have like a little bit of a, or like you know, like a small conversation, or like even how it. we've been doing on here, like the interviews with actors and stuff, <clears> which has been pretty cool to be able to talk to, like you know, Jim O'Hare or Amir Karangi from you know sitcoms that we love and stuff like that right. and we're like hey you know you're a real person you're not just the guy on that exactly. show yeah <laughs> exactly yeah i know it's, it's yeah. really cool well it's like <clears throat> you know i don't know anyways but uh it's it's pretty cool but um also you know it's it's interesting how they they've been marvel has a history of basically flat out lying to people right <laughs> too, so right. yeah well that's what they did with uh pietro it was just totally trolling i mean it was yeah. like you know, oh, you want mutants, right? Oh, oh, we we finally have the rights to X Men. Oh, oh, here, here's uh, Pietro Maxima from, you know, the X Men. Uh, yeah, I forgot which one, but um, yeah, from the uh, X Men movies. Yeah, he's been. He, he was so only many three of them. them. He was like in three of them, right. two or three of them. That's why yeah. right, he was <laughs> in um, uh, Apocalypse, which I hated that movie. God yeah, damn he was it. in Days of Days uh, of Future Past. I liked Apocalypse, but that's, that one that's good. just me. But yeah, yeah. Well, I I, I saw uh, you know. Alone, and the the, the trailer. I, I love the trailer. I was like, oh my god, this is so epic. And then I was like, yeah, whatever. Um, I, I mean, I did like the concept of like an ancient mutant who's like lived, yeah. you know, like the first mutant. I mean, it, I it, it it had its issues. I'll give it that. So yeah. <laughs> the um, but anyway, yeah, it's trolling, totally trolling. Yeah, I mean, we still don't know what uh-huh. the deal with with we don't we still don't know what the deal with Pietro is. So. Um, <clears throat> Pietro, but, I think it's her, isn't it? Didn't I got to say it was her eyes and her ears? Yeah, but she didn't. Uh, but she said basically it was her controlling. She said it wasn't. It was her kind of is what she basically said. Oh yeah, that literally. So it was, yeah. I got she. Okay. So he's still a person. It's right. Just, oh, yeah, we okay. don't know who he is. If if he's <clears throat> just some random dude in Westview, or if he's from another <clears throat> multiverse, or if he, you know, so. But he was a speedster, though. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I was that, was that some, just there's something up there. I mean, I'm thinking that you know. He's. I think that he does have the speed, and I think he mm-hmm. is probably from another universe. Something, yeah, or at least maybe Agatha knows a speed spell or some shit. Who knows? Um, <clears throat> but I don't know. I never heard of that magic, like a speed spell. Anyway, uh, now we're getting ahead of ourselves. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, um, and, <laughs> yeah. I mean, because in, in, it's just <laughs> interesting how I mean they they flat out lie to us on times too. Like they showed uh, trailers with. Hulk in um, scenes of Infinity War that he wasn't actually in. Oh yeah, I've noticed that before. They yeah, did that, they stuff, did that yeah. because they didn't want to, you know, oh, spoil it. spoil anything. And then, <clears throat> and, and then, I mean, even recently, uh, I can't remember her name, but the actress who is now going to pl- be playing She Hulk, flat out said she didn't have the role, and then it came out a few weeks later that she did. So, oh wow! Yeah. So it's hard to say, uh, you know, going on. <clears throat> yeah. And, and and then you have, like, things that they don't want to reveal that, you know, even the actors don't know, too. Because, like, um, I just read an article the other day because Tom Holland has a history of ruining things. He plays <laughs> Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, they refuse to let him watch Black Widow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's like all the other Marvel actors have probably seen the movie, but they won't let Tom Holland see it. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you'll, you'll see it when it comes out. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Hey, 
hey, you know, <laughs> you can't keep your mouth shut. <laughs> yeah. Mark Mark Ruffalo does it too, you know. So he he's got. Oh history. really? I mean he 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 uh he spoiled he spoiled the end of Infinity War before it came out. <laughs> Oh jeez! In an interview, wow. not not exactly, but there was a there's there's an interview. If you look it up, it's really funny. Him and Don Cheadle sitting there being interviewed, and uh, and Don Cheadle's basically looking at him like, "Dude, what the hell are you doing?" <laughs> I wonder if some of these people do it on purpose, even yeah. though they know they're, like, I they're know. spoiling it. <laughs> but like, ah, uh-huh. yeah, because because in their mind, they might be thinking they're actually. Who knows? The studio might put it up to them and then make them be the fall guys. Yeah, they want to promote the movie, so people will definitely go and see it to see if it's true. Mm-hmm. So it could just be like a conspiracy, you know, from the studio. Like, hey, I want you to spoil it so that people will really start talking about it, and then yeah. we'll blame you for it. But you know, <laughs> but we're not really blaming you. We're just gonna do it, like you know, like, like we know you're good, but we're gonna blame you to everyone else. But we're 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 you know we're we're square. We're just gonna totally yeah. ruin your reputation, man. But that's okay. Right. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Yeah, totally. We're, we're square or, or, or hexagonal, rather. Yeah. In this case, uh, ooh, nice little pun there. Uh, so, 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 do you have any speculation as to what you think is going to happen next week? Yeah, at least one. Okay, um, what's that? I think, I think that Hex Vision is going to die, and this is going to be like the third time of him dying. But she's going to actually deal with her grief this time for real, not just like suppressing it or well, not really suppressing it. It wasn't her fault, but like, you know, but it's going to be, so I think, I think he's going to die um, protecting her from white vision. That's just my speculation. So I think yeah. somehow white vision is going to make it inside the hex somehow. I don't know how. Um, and, you know, from a little bit of research I did about white vision in the comics is that he, he doesn't really have a moral compass in either. He, he's not evil or good. He's just, he's very cold and. He's like, you know, a, he's basically a white, robot. White, yeah. That's really why I call him white vision because, <clears> right, <throat> you know, frozen, just, you know, like very, um, blank. You know, kind of, blank, basically. Kind of reminded me yeah. of the, what's that? I said blank, basically. Yeah. Yeah, like a blank slate. Yeah. Cause like even like when they showed him, he's just kind of like looking at his hand, like very, like not even that curious, just kind of mm-hmm. like oh, because like like when real vision came to life, the first time he kind of did that, but he had a little bit more spark like in his eyes, I guess. Like he, this one just was kind of like oh, I'm alive. Here's my hand. Like you know, like very yeah, not that interested really. Like just sort of like okay, <laughs> uh, and um. So I'm thinking he's going to get inside the hex somehow, and there's going to be a big battle royale between Agatha, possibly the kids. I did see a picture where it looked like the whole family was facing off against Agatha. I don't know. That could just be the, you know them lying to us, like you said. Yeah, I, th- <laughs> I think – see, see, I think in, in a way, I think Agatha is not necessarily bad. I think yeah. um, I think we might have an, a situation where it might be like Hayward and, um, and, uh, and White Vision – Versus Monica, Agatha, and Wanda. Okay. As like the as as like a new coven of witches. Oh wow! <clears throat> because you need like three to be in a coven, and then there's three on that pendant. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and with 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 like Wanda being the most powerful, and now that 
Monica has powers too. She's kind of like a witch. Kind of. Yeah. It's not really witch. It's not magic though with her. It's um. But it's, but but she got her well, powers. Kind of but she because, did get her powers from Wanda. So. Right. Yeah. Unless she already had them, and maybe she's a mutant too. But we'll see. Right, I don't know. Hopefully, they don't do that. Cause yeah. Like, all right, like, we we got one mutant. You don't you don't need to do overkill. Like you know, mm-hmm. like oh, every person that you've known is now a mutant. Like you know. Uh. Yeah. If you uh, if if you're listening and you want to let us know what you think, um, you know, go to our group on Facebook and post on there and let us know. You know your your yeah. thoughts about what's going to happen. Um, and we will interact with you because we like to do that. Um, yes, we do. Also, um, just wanted to uh, point out that uh, a recent episode of the Nerdball podcast featured yours truly as the guest. Um, the Nerdball podcast is uh, hosted by uh, Lorenzo Melkor. Um, it's a really good show. Um, he's a he's a great guy. He um, does a good job um, hosting that show, and he does a lot of really in depth interviews with people. Um. The um, yeah, he he was also the uh, our number one fan of uh, the Super Story podcast we used to do. So, um, kind of sad we don't do that anymore. But um, <laughs> that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. We kind of got um too busy with this podcast. Um, we started doing so many different yeah. things. Plus, I was thinking about that just the other day. Actually, I was thinking, you know, like maybe we could talk about that. Talk about. Like off the off air, yeah. <laughs> off air. I was trying to say the recorder. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. But but anyways, uh, he he has a great podcast. Be sure to check the show notes. I'll have a link to his uh his show so we can um so you can um, subscribe to his show too and listen to it on any of your uh favorite podcast uh, platforms like the one you're listening to this one on. Um. Anything else, Matt? Um. Let's see here. I was thinking, um, you know, it'd be pretty cool if, um, if, uh, Senior Spark, not Senior Spark, wow, Senior Scratchy. <laughs> well, maybe Sparky, if, if Wanda could bring him back to life, that'd be cool. But, like, no, like, um, if Senior Scratchy, you know, joins the fight either as a bunny rabbit or maybe is revealed as being something different. Who knows? <laughs> Pretty cool, kind of like kind of like in Monty Python with the killer rabbit just starts going after people's throats and yes, bite your throats out. And um, you know, and they're like, "Oh, it's just a little bunny rabbit," and shows up, kills the entire you know platoon or whatever. Not platoon, whatever. Um, can't I can't talk. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, I would like to just mention too, like I did last week, that my my old guitar teacher Jason Quick um, is his band. Um, the Quick Quartet. Um, it's got a new album coming out. They do um, jazz music. Um, you know, I know jazz is sometimes seen as like being like this really stuffy, you know, like complex stuff that doesn't really sound good. And only like, you know, only people who like think they're cool like to listen to jazz. No, no. Jazz is, jazz can be listenable. Um, uh, if you're good at it, if you're really good at it, if you're just trying to show off and be technical. Okay, you're gonna attract technical people, but like, you know, if you're really, really good at what you do, you don't have to show off within the first ten seconds of what you're playing. You know, you don't need to like reveal your all of your cards at once. And Jason is um, great too. He's a great. That's player. what he's really good at. He's good yeah. at you know 
the slow burn, you know, because he knows he's good. He's been playing guitar for the past, I don't know, 35 years or something like that. And he, you know, got a master's degree at Wayne State University, uh, you know, studying jazz guitar. Um, you know, when he taught me, um, you know, I came to him, you know, pretty much just wanting to learn Metallica riffs. That was pretty much the only thing I did. You know, sometimes he'd oblige me because, you know, I was a paying customer. <laughs> but, 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 you know, um, you know, he would try to nudge me here and there. Like, okay, well, you know, yeah, I could teach you, you know, the the main riff to Master of Puppets. Okay, but, like, you know, why don't you, you know, try learning some of, you know, the fundamentals so, you know, you could write your own stuff. So you're not just wrote copying, you know, what other people play. Yeah. And, um, you know, within my first year of learning, he was already teaching me, like, you know, basic jazz chord progressions, licks, you know, and I, you know, I, I didn't do so well with that, but it was, you know, I, I learned enough because jazz wasn't really my, my passion, but he was, I think he was trying to teach me, um, not, not so much to like teach me jazz just because that's what he wanted to play, but it was more of like, like just kind of opening my mind a little bit to like what's, what's possible, you know, like, and, and I kind of build my confidence, you know, as a player, this is not an ad for me. I'm sure it sounds like it is, but <laughs> I'm just, just trying to say that like, he, he knows like what he's doing. Like, and, um, and he's made several albums, but you know, either by himself, um, or with the quick trio. Now it's the quick quartet. And, um, the, the, the latest album coming out is called the low rent space. And, um, I'm just going to read a little bit from their little press release. Okay. Not, not the whole thing. Um, it says, um, the new recording by the Quick Quartet, a group of jazz musicians based in and around Toledo, Ohio, gives a musical answer to the question, what kind of space do you need to create something new? The answer is the title of the album, Low Red Space, a living situation coveted by generations of jazz musicians who need all the time they can give to practicing their instrument and developing their art. Toledo, the home time of the great genius of music, Art Tatum, as a deep history of jazz music and musicians. However, the contemporary jazz consciousness may not consider the town a center for the music. Indeed, many of the promising young talents, having begun their pursuit of the music through study at the University of Toledo and Bowling Green State University jazz and music departments, have moved on to make their careers elsewhere and in other fields. For guitarist Jason Quick, Toledo became the place to make it happen. Growing up in Livonia, Michigan, and getting a jazz studies degree from Wayne State University, he moved south to participate in a graduate assistantship program at Bowling Green State University's music department. After finishing with a master's degree in music, Quick stayed on in Northwest Ohio and eventually settled in Toledo. Low rent space in Toledo and environs gave him more opportunity to spend time practicing guitar and developing his art through composing and studying. Low Rent Space by Quick Quartet is about space and creation and a place where an idea becomes a physical thing. Huh, interesting, kind of like what we've been talking about here. About WandaVision. But, yeah, exactly. Uh, interesting, a vibrational, oh, vibrational, like vibrating. Okay, now I'm, I'm stretching. A vibrational... <laughs> <laughs> um, a vibrational presence along the axis. Ooh, axis, like, um, no, okay. Axis of time. Quick Trio, that was his previous band, has been an active performing outfit since 2012. 
I think before that it was like the quick duo. So he's like built his band over time. Um, having places to play gave rise to the ability to play original material. Cause I think they even toured like New Orleans, Louisiana a few years ago. Playing original material live gave rise to making recordings. We now present the latest in this series at the dawn of the new era of creative music and listeners. The portals are open. Ooh. And the potential to reach new ears is beyond anything previously possible. This is music that we believe reaches out to all listeners from this time forward. This dynamic set of new tunes features two trio tracks, three quartet tracks, and three quintet tracks. The material may be considered challenging, but this group of experienced players proved to be more than up to the gig. And that's what I mean about not just showing off all of your talent in like the first 10 seconds or whatever. Like it's, yeah. you know, they, they're, they're good and they know they're good. And, and I'm sure this album is going to be great. Uh, I remember, I remember when we saw him years ago mm-hmm. in downtown Toledo at this place called Manhattan's. <laughs> yep. And we had mm-hmm. this really cool experience. <laughs> kind of creepy. Um, so, so, so we're, we're sitting there watching him and there's like this window behind him. Onto the streets of downtown Toledo. And all of a sudden, a bunch of guys in military uniforms are like everywhere outside, like, like there was a war going on. Scared the hell out of me at first. And then we, re- then we realized that, uh, they were doing some kind of training downtown for some reason that day. Like the, the mayor had given them permission to do the training downtown. So, yeah, it was at like. Night. Yeah, at night. Yeah, and and there was like, uh, you know, you got this like really cool jazz playing, and you got all these guys. It was like the weird juxtaposition of those two things. It was very strange. Oh, I know. Yeah. It would have been like a great music. Like I wish we were recording that. It I know. Been a great music video because like the lighting was like all like ambient and like yeah. inside the hands. Like people are like you know drinking their wine and eating their yeah. whatever. Like you know he's playing like this cool like little jazz guitar solo and all of a sudden you just see all these people like is there like a freaking civil war going yeah, on yeah i was like here? i was like is the world ending <laughs> to jazz music I um, guess we, call it, we could say it would it was that would have been a movie called jason quicksilver uh yes it all it, see, it all comes back it's it, it's it's all cyclical it, here it all um, comes back yeah hmm. <laughs> so that, 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 i should tell them that should be his next album is called quicksilver it should be yeah (laughs) um anyways um be sure to be sure to check the show notes i'll have some stuff in there so you can um Mm -hmm. check out that album um anyways um make sure you uh also check out our patreon there's no there's gonna be stuff in there our website which is still under development um that's all too real com, and um we also have uh a T public page where you can buy merchandise for our show and uh, stuff like that. And be sure to, you know, subscribe, share the show, let us know what you think. Give us a five star review on the uh, Apple stuff and you can follow us on the twits and the books and the grams. <laughs> um, mostly, mostly at cullenpark.com. Uh, the links to that stuff will be there. Mm. Um, also, um, you know, anything else, Matt? No, I think that's it. Okay. Well, until next time, folks, be sure to wear a mask, wear a condom.
be kind, <clears throat> rewind, and be good to each other. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to All Too Real 2 Podcast, a Cullen Park production. Produced and edited by Michael E. Cullen II. Music by Matthew Haas. Subscribe and share the show. Visit us at cullenpark.com.